chapter 3, um, verse 14 says this, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Um, Paul says something that we actually um, saw last week in um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. He started Ephesians 3, 1 the same way. When I think of all this, and then last week we talked about how he went on this sort of, we, we look, sounds like a bunny trail, but it really isn't. It was this, um, it was this thing of just uh, talking to uh, them and giving the church kind of a warning of there's going to be other things taught to you and people are going to try and let you know something different about who Jesus is. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. But he's about to pray for um, this, um, this group of believers and he's about to pray for you. You get to hear a prayer that was prayed so many years ago uh, and, and yet still powerful for you. But he says this, when I think of all of this, so what was he thinking about when he's writing this? Because he's about to write this amazing prayer, but he says, when I think of all this, everything we look at in Ephesians chapter 1 and, verse, and, um, and chapter 2 is what he'd been thinking about. Because it's one, just one long letter. He had been writing about things like this, that you, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places already. You already have every spiritual blessing that you need to realize that you're already 100% forgiven this morning. Yeah, I know. Woo, woo. That's good. I like it. You know, do you realize that there's no, there's no room for guilt ever in the life of a believer? Guilt is all that keeps you away from Jesus Christ, but he's taken care of that and says, just come right back to me. See, you are already guilt-free. You're already sin-free. You're already completely forgiven. Your spirit man is completely holy already, set apart to God. You don't have to earn anything. He did it for you. And he says, I did it all and I'm giving it to you. So he's saying, I hope you get that. He says, also, not that you're just blessed with every spiritual blessing, everything that you have in Christ. If you realize everything that Christ has, that's what's yours in him. That everything um, that he is, is, um, uh, is who you are in Christ. He says, just as Jesus Christ was, that's who you are in this world. Last night we had a lady sharing that she had just been um, thinking about that thought and saying, you know, I'm, as a nurse, I just want to be Jesus to the people that I'm uh, helping, to my patients. And she said, as I thought about that, then every person that I talked to this week, I had an opportunity every single day where it felt like I was actually Jesus to them. Being able to speak into their life and being able to encourage them and, being, and, and doing her regular job with a whole different purpose. You know, that's what he's saying about you. What's your job? What could you do with a whole different purpose? He says, you already have authority over the enemy in your life. <laughs> you know, you already have that because you're seated in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ. He says that we're one family. I love it. You know, we're one family with you guys and Saturday nights and, you know, the, the, the believers in the church next door and down the road and, you know, in Gateway this morning. There's, we're one big family. Uh, we talked about last week that was Jews and Gentiles and we don't think about that anymore because it, Paul just tore all that down but that we are one family. We're not like just one group of people that tolerates one another. <laughs> We're related. You know, this is something he's put us together. Different mothers, one father. Uh, and he said this, that, you know, it wasn't anymore just going to be God with one nation, God with just Israel. He said it's Emmanuel is my name. It's God with us. Who's us? Me, you, God with you today. God with you today. That's what he's saying. This is the greatness of, of um, what Paul's saying. When I think about all of that, that's, that everything has changed. It's God with us. How amazing is that? M let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel like your life um, sometimes feels like a, it's like a blur? Like it's just, it's just going and going and going. And, it, you know, it's kind of like one thing runs into the next, into the next. Um, if, if, you're, if this is your life, you say things like this. Ah, I'm just going to be about 10 minutes late for church this morning. You know, I'm going to be 10 minutes late for, uh, for our appointment. And, you know, or you'll say things when you get to a point, I got to leave 15 minutes early. I got this other thing I got to do. You know, or you, 
frequently calling people, oh man, I know I really wanted to hang out with you, but I've double booked myself. I just can't do it. You know what? Your life's too busy. It gets really busy with stuff. You know, you have kids and you got a job and you, you know, your boss expects you to be there. Uh, if you work at Haldeman Motors, you got to be there early. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's all these, these, um, these things that, that line up in your life. And you're like, oh man, it's just can't, you kind of get into this routine of life. You wake up, you eat breakfast, you go to work, you come home, you, you know, hug your wife, you go, you know, you watch the game, you go to bed. And, and if you, you know, if your wife wake up, you know, do dishes, clean house, whatever it is, or go to work, whatever you do. And it's just like this routine. And Paul's saying, he's saying this, that, uh, you know, as, um, um, as people, that we need to stop and think sometimes. You know, and some of you need a sign, so I made one for you. Stop. Stop and think. Today is a great opportunity to do just that. When's the last time you just decided to stop and think? I remember this thing being told to me all the time. You know, as a parent, or I mean, as a child, my parents would discipline me. You know, I do dumb stuff to be like, would you just, and you're like, what did I do? Would you just stop and think about it for a minute? Do you not realize that this is dangerous and where this road leads? You're like, what did I do? And, oh, you know, it just drives them crazy. And I have it with my kids now. You know, Maddox is like two years old on top of all the pillows and decides to fly off the um, pillows um, and uh, go head first into a coffee table and, you know, smash his teeth up into his, up into his gums. And you're like, you know, you try and tell a two-year-old, stop and think about what you're going to do. Because you know what? The next thing, after he's like the blood's wiped away and everything's, you know, okay, we're good. He learned his lesson. Not 10 minutes later, he's up on another couch and he's going to jump across the gap to the next coffee table. All the coffee tables are in the garage now. You know, until uh, from zero to six, it's like mission, keep them alive. You know, if they reach six, mission accomplished. But, but it's like these signs, something, would you just stop and think about it? In school, you know, when you have those problems, you're like, I don't get it. I don't know the answer. And she's like, all right, your teacher's like, okay, just stop and think about it. You know, a lot of times we need to do that. I got a video clip for you that these guys probably wish they were in my message this morning before they tried something like this. This is uh, how, not to put your, um, how not to put your boat in the water. The boat made it. Stop. Yeah, that was Guatemala with Grant. Um, stop and uh, stop and think about it. You know, it can be a negative thing, but my, my challenge for you this morning is it can be a real positive thing as well. And I think that's what Paul is saying. You know, when's the last time you stopped to think about life? When's the last time you stopped to think about how amazing things are around you? When's the last time you stopped and we're just awed by, by something? Um, what, what is there to be awed about? Well, how many of you this morning on your way to church were just driving, taking in nature and going, wow, you know, what an absolutely beautiful day. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You're like, no. No, that, that wasn't beautiful. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a truck driver. I was too. I'm a biker. I feel your pain. But, you know, as you, um, as you look at, as you look at um, nature, you know, sometimes I thought about it this week. I thought, I thought, you know, one of the most amazing times where I've just been so in awe of nature. One of those was, you know, when I go up on a fishing trip with uh, Bob and a bunch of guys every, every year. This isn't quite the place, but it looks like that. 
You know, you sit out there early in the morning. It's the only time I ever wake up at sunset. Well, I mean sunset. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but out, uh, you know, they drive all night and you have to go in the morning. As sun rises, you're going across this pristine, quiet lake. You know, the, the mist on the lake, the trees just in perfect, um, uh, just formation around the edge, just outlining it. You see a bald eagle flying overhead. And I just sit there and as I'm going across thinking, man, God, you are incredibly creative. As you go down seven lakes to where people rarely go and see the flowers that no one ever sees and think, man, God, no one's going to see this. And yet it's incredibly beautiful that those lakes are all over the place and just their incredible beauty. You know, I stopped to think about how amazing it is. You know, I stopped and think about how, how amazing it is that stuff grows. Do you realize that with all of our combined intelligence, and you're very intelligent people, I can tell, but with all of our combined intelligence, we can't even make one blade of grass grow. We can make it grow faster, but we can't make it grow. Start thinking about just simple things like that, that, you know, we look forward to our lawns coming in, and then, you know, we got to mow them. But, you know, if we could, we'd make grass that grew a certain height, and then it just stopped, right? But, but God's got this, 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 this creative thing that's happening all of the time, everywhere you look, if you stop to look at it, to think about it. The seasons, the beauty of four seasons. I know you don't look outside and go, oh, yeah, that's amazing. You know, look at this. Everything covered in this blanket of white. It's, you know, last night you went, uh, last night I was talking about this. I didn't even know snow was coming. And, you know, I'm talking about this with them and I get out and they're like, well, look at it. It's actually happened. You know, we think about this for a second. Do you realize that every single snowflake that you've had to shovel and every one that covered every part of this planet this winter, every single one of them has been unique? Why didn't God just like make them all the same and just dump them? Why? Because he's creative. You think about that. When's the last time you thought about a snowflake? I watched Frozen and I saw it and I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful snowflake. You know, how do we take it there and, then not, and not see the beauty that's around us, that everything is just covered in, in a new soft layer of, of incredible, beautiful, glittery shininess? No? When's the last time you just stopped to think about how amazing it is that you get to experience winter? You know, in spring, I used to hate winter. I used to, every time wishing for the next season to get here, summer, oh, I hate summer, it's so hot, I wish it was cold. You get to this winter, oh, it's so cold, I wish it was hot. And we always wish we're somewhere else, saying, you know what, it's probably your last chance to enjoy winter. And I want to encourage you today to enjoy it, to praise God for what you see outside. You know, spring's coming, and you think about new growth and new birth, and we love that, the birds and the trees. And when's the last time you just stopped to think about how amazing it is that grass grows? When's the last time you thought about summer and just, you know, the starry nights and sitting around a campfire, just enjoying, you know, the sounds in the air, the birds, and realizing, wow, God, you know, it's pretty incredible that you made all this, that I get to experience this. You could have just made us in a big gray world with box, you know, that we live in, and, you know, that was it. But he didn't fall. I mean, that's God's masterpiece. Leaves just have to fall off the tree and die. But he makes that amazing every color, you know, the kaleidoscope of color that's just everywhere. When's the last time you thought about, oh, I gotta, sh- I gotta rake all those leaves or I hope them blow into the neighbor's yard. That's usually my thoughts in the fall. But, um, you know, the, the thought of, wow, God, <laughs> you didn't have to do this, but wow, that's incredible. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It screams of your glory, your creativity, your greatness, how amazing you are. It just does. You know, um, uh, last night was Earth Hour. <laughs> You know, turn the lights off for an hour. We tried to get done in time. We didn't. But, um, you know, what, what was the whole idea about Earth Hour? Everyone turn your lights off for one hour so you stop and think about the Earth. Stop and think about saving the Earth. You know, my goal is to, you know, save the people of the Earth. But it was this idea of stop and think. Have you thought about Earth lately? Have you? Did you wake up this morning and realize that you live on a ball? <laughs> That's spinning at a thousands of miles an hour. 
that is, uh, stays in that same speed, never changes. It's orbiting this ginormous, you know, um, uh, ball of fire that's keeping us warm. That is, um, that, that we're not flying off. Do you, do you ever think about how crazy that is? You know, you stick something to a basketball and spin it and it flies off. You know, but, but here it's like we, we live on this spinning thing. Um, and it's just, um, it's just really unique. It's really, it's a little bit crazy when you think about it. Have you thought about the fact that that, 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 that we live somewhere on there, that that's part of a solar system, massive solar system, that that's part of a huge galaxy and somewhere in there is us? Because this really exists. This, you know, we know that, but when, did, when was the last time we stopped to think about it? It starts making you feel really small, huh? You know, we're, we're, we're just, a, this galaxy right here, it's just a, a, a tiny speck on a speck of dust in a massive universe. Did you wake up this morning thinking about that? Because you know what? One of the things when you stop to think about all of this stuff in nature, it really is a head stretcher to say, you know what? Wow, there must be a God. See, when you wake up and you look at your problem and your struggle and all the stuff that's up in your life, it'll say everything, oh, there's no God. How could this possibly be happening? Because look at what's happening in my life. Paul's saying, hey, when you stop, when you think about all of this, it does something to you. You know, what about you? <laughs> we looked in the mirror this morning, you know, say, when you think about you, your body, your incredible human body. Some of you are like, oh, I don't want to think about that, you know. <laughs> I don't like the mirror. It's not my friend. Um, you know, but there's, there's thoughts of the mirror. Uh, and looking at that, have you thought about how incredible you are? Just how unique you are. How God has um, crafted you. Have you ever thought about your feelings? Did you think about that today? That, that you had the chance to feel stuff? Have you ever thought about how a smile makes you feel? Isn't it crazy? You're like you're in a really tough and whatever, rotten situation. Maybe you feel like you're in it right now. Try smiling. It actually changes the way you feel about stuff. I'm doing this workout video uh, through, uh, the, you know, uh, this, this, this guy tells you, hey, do this, you know, do the 100 burpees. I hope guys do burpees. But, um, so I'm doing, doing these, and he's like, oh, it's killing me. And he's just like, he says, hey, keep smiling, you know. Pretend like you're having fun. It's amazing as you smile. It's like, oh, the situation I'm in is the same. But I actually feel better about doing it. Why? Because there's this feeling that God created that you can have. How about things like compassion, the feelings of, of joy, of happiness, of love, the things that you get to feel every day? God gave you those. Did you think about that today? Have you stopped to think about how life would be without them? See, a lot of times we take things for granted, even like our health. Have we thanked God for health today? A lot of times we don't thank God for stuff that, because, you know, we don't, we don't until, we, until we're without it. Then you realize how amazing it is to have it. What about your kids? You know, if you're parents here and you have children, have you thought, stop to think about your children? <laughs> I know, they're cute, eh? They drive me nuts. Um, yeah, they, they smile, right? And they're, they're all cute. But those are the kids who, uh, you know, I think sometimes they're the ones who color on my walls, color on my new kitchen cabinets, color on the floor, color on the lights. Um, they color on my computer keyboard. They've highlighted my computer screen. Um, that little one over there, uh, right there, the, the one smiling with the hat, he walked across my computer desk and changed all, like, my passwords. I couldn't log into certain parts of my computer just by simply walking across it. Um, drive me nuts. You know, this, these are the, the little ones, the one that's, you know, over there on the edge. That's the, the crazy one who just, you know, does no thought for his own safety. And I, I think about I think about these kids, you know, he's the one who took my phone and just deleted all the pictures because that's what he's really good at. All these pictures, I can never get back of him and his, uh, his cronies, you know, uh, in all the adventures that they get, deleting them all. You know, I think about how every day it's this, I, this, this 
parting the ways of which one had the toy first. And why is there blood on your brother? You know, like, uh, drives you nuts. And then I stop to think about who these kids really are. I think about how they're created in the image of God. I think about how each one of them is, is incredibly unique. There'll never be another Lincoln. There'll never be another Reese, another Finn, another Max. There'll never be another one like them, ever. I think about how proud I am to be their dad. I think about how they impress me and, and how there's certain things about them that if I stop to think about it, it far outweighs the other things. When's the last time you just sat and thought about your kids? You know what gets real hard, teenagers? <laughs> When's the last time you just thought about how amazing your teenagers are just because of who God made them to be? They're talented, unique, one-of-a-kind gifts in your life that you have such a short time with. I was so moved by it. I ordered them balloons yesterday. They got delivered helium balloons just because I thought, man, these kids, there's something really incredible about them. Even though they're still in that mess of fighting that day, it's just a stop to think about it. You know, how about your spouse? I wasn't allowed to put a picture up, but uh, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? So, um, you know, I thought this, you know, again, just to stop and think how lucky I am. And some of you are like, lucky, that's not a Christian word. So for you, how blessed I am that, uh, you know, I get to share life with this woman. To stop and think about that because it's not, it's not always that you wake up and you just think, oh, wow, you know, she's such an amazing person. But as I sat, you know, just to think and start writing a list of the things that, that amaze me about my wife, I realized that she's an amazing mother. She's an amazing teacher. She's such a godly example to our kids who lays her life down uh, and puts, her, puts herself second and allows them to be first. She's a faithful friend in my life. You know, she levels me out. You know, when I'm sick, she's been a ph- phenomenal nurse. You know, when, uh, if, if I'm down, she's there just right away to help pick me up. But if I get too high, she is there to take me down. You know, if I, was, if I let her preach, she'd preach half the message on how amazing I am. And the other half, she'd be telling embarrassing stories so that my head would not get too big. Right? She just, she's, there's just something amazing about her. She's got this, this great balance between, you know, book smarts and common sense. You know, some of the things that you start realizing, uh, you know, that she's a great reader. She makes our house a home. She's got such a genuine care for people. And as I sat just to think and write these things down, you know, I realized there's like it only took a couple minutes to come up with each of, each of these things. I realized this list could be super long. I'm not going to do that to you. It's about Jesus, not Beth. But, um, you know, this morning I want to ask you, when's the last time you sat down and just wrote about the things you love about your spouse? Because if you don't, if you don't stop and think, you can get into that routine where you guys just sort of pass, uh, your paths just cross, you know, stuff you talk about is just superficial. You forget about this amazing person that you have the opportunity once to share life with. Have you stopped to think about that? And all those are great things, but there's one more important than all of it. When's the last time you stopped just to think about God? Well, I'm a Christian, Mark. Of course, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. I believe in Jesus. But when's the last time you just stopped to think about God? Who God is, how amazing he is. Rather than asking him for stuff, just thinking about who he is. Do you realize he's your creator? (laughs) He made all that. He made that beautiful snow that you hate so much. <laughs> You're hurting his feelings. <laughs> you know, he made all those kids. You know, I helped, but he, um, he made those kids, you know, and um, he knows every one of them by name. He knows, he knows all the stars by name, all the planets. He knows. You know, he, he, he knows you. He's a savior, you know, that didn't give up on you when you gave up on him. You know, as mankind, we gave up on, on God's plan, but he didn't give up on us. He's a master, for sure, but he has your best interests in mind. He's a friend that sticks closer than your brother. He talks about how he reveals himself as a father, you know, as a son and as a spirit, that we might know him. 
that you can know him this morning, that he's a life-giving, loving, caring comforter, but he's not a wimp. He's a mighty, majestic, and soon coming king. That's our God. As we start to think about who God is and just, you know, the amazingness of him, you know what happens? It starts to, it starts to do something in us called, and a response that just comes out of us called worship. See, worship isn't, you know, singing some songs. Worship is a lifestyle that's just lived out of this awe of who God is. That I stop and think about him, and out of that, I just can't help. See, and that's what Paul says. When I think about all this, what happens? He says, I fall to my knees. I fall to my knees, and I pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, because he says, as I think about all of this, this is what happens. Some of us think, oh, you know, he... um." He's bowing in prayer because that's what you do. That is the position for prayer. You know, that's, if, you're, if you really mean it, you'll be on your knees. As a kid, we always had to bow on our knees by our bed and, you know, pray for all the, you know, red cross, blue cross, cross, green cross, and every color cross we could think about. You know, that was, our, that was our speed prayer, but it was on our knees. And we thought, you know, that's, and some people think of, you know, there's stories of, of pastors who, you know, have the carpet beside their bed. It's just worn thin because they're always on their knees praying. In the Bible, prayer was mostly done standing up with hands raised. That was kind of how they, they prayed. This idea wasn't that, you know, the word prayer that we just see in the verse, it's not even in the verse. It, the, the, the writers put it there, just the translators, so that we would understand that he's about to talk to God. But it says just simply that when I think of all of this, God, I bow my knees. Bowing the knees was always meant to be worship. It was always meant to be this thing of I'm humbled by who you are. My eyes are, are on you. That as a, as a worshiper, it's the response to who God is. There's a song written um, in 1885. You probably know it. Uh, it's guy, by a guy named Carl Boberg. He was the first one to write it. and He wrote it in Sweden in 1885. Him and his buddies were at church one afternoon. And as they left church and headed home to the other side of the lake, they got caught in a massive storm. Uh, the clouds rolled in so fast they couldn't even find shelter. The, um, the lightning uh, was flashing. Thunder was um, crashing. And, and uh, the wind, they just said, was incredible. It said the wheat in the field just bent right down to the ground. It was that strong. And they were there kind of hiding out from this thing. And he said, but it, it came by and went by just so quick. It just sprinkled the, the, the whole place with rain, and then it went right on by. And, and afterwards, it was this just calm, so calm. No wind the rainbow in the sky. As they walked home, they were just kind of thinking about it. Well, his friends went home, and Carl went and sat down by the lake. And as he's sitting by the lake, he could hear the church bells coming across the water, but he could also hear the sound of birds. And as he sat there and thought about it, he penned a song that's been translated multiple times in many different languages, and uh, verses have been added to it as well. And it's the second most, um, second most favorite hymn of all people polled. Uh, second only to one called Amazing Grace, which you probably heard of. But it's this song. It says this, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider, when I stop and think about all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, I see thy power throughout this universe displayed. Then sings my soul. See, not then sings my lips, then sings my soul. It grabs me right to the core this is my Savior, God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. When through the woods and the forest glades I wander, I hear birds singing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and I see the brook and I feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul. I love the two verses that were added later. And when I think that God, his son, not sparing. When's the last time you stopped to think about this? When I think, that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. That on that cross, my burden gladly bearing, 
He bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to thee. When Christ shall come with a shout of acclamation, take me home with joy and fill my heart. And I shall bow in humble adoration and proclaim, my God, how great thou art. You know, as I heard this song again this week and it's going through my mind, it just makes me stop and think how many times, how amazing he is. Life gets so quick and such a blur that we forget to just stop and think. You know what's really interesting? Paul wasn't on a mountaintop when he wrote this. (laughs) Paul wasn't, you know, by a pristine lake with a sunset when he wrote this. You know where Paul was? Prison. (laughs) You know, some of you, you feel like the stuff that's surrounding you That's what's got you in this mode right now that you kind of can't focus on how great God is. My question for you today is is this. Paul was a prisoner, but he wasn't thinking about prison. Have you gotten so focused on, you know, your world that you've forgotten the creator of the world? Has has, um, your problem that you're facing right now taken your focus off of who really is your solution? thought about that think about like problems good problems like we need more space (laughs) how are we going to do that you know i was challenged this week by this thought you know all the money for whatever we need to build and do we already have it just it's in your pockets you know (laughs) (laughs) start thinking about problems 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 he says think about your solution who he is god's so much greater you know that's the addiction the sin that you struggle with has it got your focus on it and taken you off of where it should be, which is your Savior, the one who sets you free, who has set you free? What about your life? Has your life taken the focus off of the life you have in Jesus Christ? Have you stopped to think about God lately? I want to just close with these last couple of verses. Paul says in Ephesians 3, verse 15, he says, I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. He uses family terms, praying to the Father, It's like he's not going to let you think that God, like we just looked, is some guy way out somewhere on the edge of a universe so far away. He's your dad. There's nothing closer. He says, you know, it's that idea that he knows you. It says that every person in in his family is being named. He knows you by name. He knows all your stuff. He knows everything you've done. He knows what your morning was like, and he loves you. He loves you. You can't change that. The thing is, you can believe it or choose not to. Paul says all of that. <coughs> when I think of all this, when I think of all this, fall and I pray, I just pray out for you that um, from his glorious unlimited resources that he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. We're just gonna give you the thoughts that he said in case you're not here next week, but next week we're gonna look at this that you would be empowered with strength on the inside that Christ, he says, would make his home in your heart through faith not through feelings, but through faith, that Christ is making his home in your heart as you trust in him, that your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. I mean, you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. And if you can't understand it, he says this, I pray that you would experience the love of Christ because it's too big to fully understand. You know, you can pray this week. Paul prayed this for you. You can pray this for you. God, I pray that you'd give me the ability, you know, to understand that you would strengthen me with strength in the inner man this morning. Just praying that before I came here, just that he would speak through me to you. Praying that you would experience, you know, just saying, God, I pray today that I, Sam, your boy, 
<laughs> but just have a revelation of how big your love is. But I'd live in that. Peter, Robin, say that, you know, you'd be strengthened with strength in the, the inward person. If you begin to put that into your heart, you know, that you realize that, that he dwells in you. When's the last time that <coughs> you stop to think about any of these things? Some of you, I challenge you, go make some lists about the, most, about the important people in your life. Do it today. It'll change the way you interact with them. Maybe you want your marriage to change and all you're doing is praying about it. Stop and think about the person. Oh, I, as much as you dislike, there's something there that God's put in them. It can be amazing when you think about it. Stop and think. She'd live this day in awe of God. She'd live tomorrow in awe of God. In Colossians, it said that you'd have an attitude of, of worship and an attitude of thanksgiving. So I'm going to leave you two questions, and then we're going to uh, close in a different way today than, than usual. Um, but um, first is this. Just think right now. When was the last time that you stopped to think about him? Really to do what we've done today. When was the last time you've done that? My second question for you is, when's the next time that you're going to stop to think? about how amazing, how amazing he truly is. Today I want to give you an opportunity to take five minutes just to do that. I have a song that we're just going to have played up here for you. Um, I want you just to, just to take some time just to think about that. If you know the words and you want to sing along, all the better. But I want to give you a chance just to take this five minutes just to think, just to stop, slow down, just think about this amazing God that we serve. <laughs>